This week on Excelsior Journeys, our guest is writer, producer, podcaster, model, voice actress, Kim Adragna. If you are a podcast lover, you definitely want to know Kim. Since 2015, she has been a co-host of The Grindhouse Radio, and it has been such a successful show. It has been syndicated out to over three and a half to four million weekly listeners worldwide. It has won so many different awards. And Kim is here to tell us not only about that show, but also about her Disney-centric show, The Magic Kim Tom, and also her experience as a voice actress. She has been a wonderful force of positivity in the podcasting community, in the voice acting community, on Clubhouse, on all various forms of social media. She is here to tell us all about her journey, and it is quite a great journey to take. So, JLD, do the honors. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for you? And that's you, why I moment? taught myself how to draw, was actually the Little Mermaid. Drawing stills Line of Ariel. On. I've got better things to do tonight than so die. So jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater with him saying, I'm going to write Halloween I'm sex. rather impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the corner. It doesn't have to too. be perfect. Just do it. You know, yeah. throw some spaghetti yeah. against the wall. See this if it is sticks. George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys. This is George Soroy. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in for over 100 episodes. Now, those of you who have uh, have been familiar with, uh, with how everything's been going this past year, back in January of 2021, I took the plunge and joined Clubhouse. I was invited by previous guest, K.M. Robinson, and I'm still so grateful that she gave me that invite because it has opened open things that I never imagined possible. And I knew that I was going to you know, be able to speak with a lot of influential people, but I had no idea just how many would become very good friends. I had spoken with se- several of them in the past on this show. And one that I've been really, really excited to have on as my guest is finally here this week. Kim Adragna is an actress. She is a model. She's a voiceover actor. She's a writer, producer, and she's also the host of the Grindhouse Radio, which is a pop culture talk-based podcast and a series. It's, it's currently syndicated right now on over 25 digital and terrestrial radio networks. To say that I want to be like Kim when I grow up is definitely an understatement because not only has she gone on with Grindhouse Radio, to become extremely influential and open herself up to a very wide audience. But she has also become very welcome in the community for this, has been has been earning awards because of this. And also, she also has a, a companion podcast that's out there called The Magic Kim Tom. So as someone who has, has his own podcast, you know, adding a couple here and there, it definitely feels like I need to keep an eye on Kim, definitely need to know more about what she's doing because everything that she's doing, she seems to be doing it right. And I am just really excited to be able to talk to her more about pretty much everything that she's got going on, including a new voiceover gig that she just landed. So it is my pleasure to introduce my friend, Kim Adranya. Kim, how are you? 
what's up, George? Look at look at this. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. I'm I'm so excited for you to be here too. And I actually just listened to the most recent episode of the Magic Kim Tom. And as someone who's been kind of steeped in Disney recently, just because my daughter recently uh, discovered Frozen. And uh, which means she's just just discovering it over and over and over again. (laughs) Thankfully, they're good movies, especially Frozen 2. I had no idea how much I was going to be in love with that one. But it's actually helped me out with my writing in in ways I didn't think possible. So I am just I'm really excited. I love I love hearing about people that are really passionate and focusing on that sort of passion. So you can obviously hear your love through your through your show. And and I, I finally got to see I just recently saw a picture of the Gaston that's that's out there the in the cast of characters that they have and saw like all the padding oh, yeah. and everything. And I was just like, so someone was inappropriate with him, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. The, yeah. Last week. The, yeah. Someone last week was super inappropriate to a Gaston and just don't do it. People come on. They're cast right. members. But but it's a long thing. People have done that to to the princesses as well. So but you expect just, that you you kind of expect that from the princesses. Yeah, well, like, I with, know. But then now they're moving to Gaston and it's like, all right, people, I yeah. know you may have had too many drinks around the world in Epcot, but let's not. Let's not right. today. <laughs> exactly. And not only that, but it's like, I get it. Like you guys have been cooped up for so long and you just want to like, just get as many, as much like touching in as possible, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta respect boundaries here when it comes to something like that. And what are you accomplishing? It's pet. It's not real muscles. Come on now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. But yeah. Oh man. So before we dive into how you got started with all of this, which I'm really excited mm-hmm. to hear about, but you have a, you have some news to announce about a recent gig that you landed. Yeah, I, so I'm excited because this just came up randomly. I, I got a notification from something and, and I, I saw the artwork and I was like, oh, this is a really cool series that I would like to just say hello to the creator or something and just say, hey, give back and say, I I think this is really well animated and I'm excited to see where this goes. And so I messaged and I was going back and forth with the creator and he was like, hey, do you want to send in an audition or send in just let me just listen to some voice work? Where can you hear? And I was like, either my website or on both my websites, Grindhouse Radio or my personal Kim Dragna one. And he listened and he was like, I want you as Queen Tooth Fairy, which is the main character's mom in the show, which is called Brush Brigade. So the whole premise (laughs) is basically all these two fairies fighting like gunk and gunk monsters within the mouth or other things. And I'm so excited to be cast because the crew sounds fun. Mm -hmm. I've got the perfect opportunity to speak with some of the other people who are voicing the voice actors, and it's just going to be so much fun. So I'm excited. I'm so excited. That is yeah. so cool. I am thrilled for you. And Thank it kind of sa- it kind of sounds like I think it was Crest back in the day that had the cavity creeps like in their, in yes. their commercials. Just Did. walk around and like we make holes in teeth. How many people <laughs> said that to me? And I was like, well, now I have to see what this commercial is about. And then I yeah. watched it and I said, wow, OK, there it that is. makes sense now. Yep. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited to be cast in that. And now also there's another one that just happened probably about a day ago. And it has really? to do with here on uh, Long Island, here in New York for me. We are nominated yet again for Best of Long Island. 
and we're in the arts and entertainment section. Nice. So for best radio station, best podcast, and I have best Long Island personality. So I'm telling people to help vote once a day per email now until like December 15th. So I'm excited. We've we've won in the past, but it's just mm-hmm. really nice to have that locally here. So, so cool. yeah, there's that too. Exciting that is stuff so in the cool. works. That yeah. is so cool. I am absolutely thrilled for you. I'm so proud of Thanks. you. And yeah, definitely want to be like you when I grow up. So George, you're there. You're getting that. You are there. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. Look at you. And you got a wonderful setup. I oh, love thank it. Thank you. Thank you very much. And yeah, it took a while to really kind of get this just right. I had a, I had a um, moving blanket right over or at the top over here that was cutting off like almost like a third of this whole room. And mm-hmm. so once I took that out and I was able to really kind of open things up, then all of a sudden I was able to set up my director's chair in a position yeah. where I didn't have to keep all yeah. the time. And I'm sure yeah. you've, you got, you know, history of that, like having to like fold up your chairs or stools or whatever, you know, in your. Oh yeah. From. Like where where you see me right now, this isn't really my actual usual setup. I'm like in the process of cleaning things and possibly moving and, and doing all that fun stuff. But in my studio, absolutely. Yeah. Trying to get the, the soundproofing in the corners and in the mm-hmm. right sections so no one hears anything. Yeah, it's it's a process, but it's a fun one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So so let's start at the beginning of all this, because you got so Ooh. much going on in terms of all the different areas of entertainment that you're you're focusing on really just casting one hell of a wide net there so i'm curious to know what was it about that like thinking back to your own personal lightning bolt moment when you mm-hmm. had an experience or saw something heard something experienced something you like met someone or whatever and made you think that's what i want to do that is the kind of life i want to live that's who i want to be as like thoreau yeah. said all want not someone something to do but some but something someone to be and yeah. so yeah that's you know pretty much you know, like what it, what it all comes down to what we all want to be in life so what was it for you what was it that got you on this on this road and what was the first part of this that really that really grabbed your attention before everything else i so Ever since I was younger, I was always involved in some kind of theater or some kind of choir. So like I, up until college, was always in in theater and doing plays and everything. And then I was always in, in choirs and stuff from elementary school up until high school. We competed in Disney and, and Virginia mm-hmm. Beach and all of those places. And it was just always kind of natural in me. And I, and I'll say until I went to college, right. I was driving on my way to college and I had 8am classes because it just worked out with my schedule right after classes. And then I had work right after that. Mm -hmm. So when I was driving here in New York, there's, there's Z100 in the morning show with Elvis Duran. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, this is a fun crew. And I always had some kind of interest within the industry, whether it was radio or acting or something like that, or voiceover, even voiceover, then I was just always interested. And for the longest time, way before that, I always loved cooking. And Mm -hmm. then I realized now I'm going to keep that in the back burner. So I was like, what's my next thing that I really love? And it was entertainment and it was radio and it was speaking and it was just making people feel good and talking to them, just having a fun conversation. Yeah. So do having all that process, I was like, okay, what can I search for years later in high school and in, in middle and not middle school in um, yeah. college, I'm college, saying, yeah. <laughs> and I'm saying, well, what do I have to do for an internship? And it just turned out that one of my co-hosts needed a public relations intern. And I was the person that 
he picked. And nice. that was entertainment. And we would go to red carpets and I would write press releases, releases and we would go to different places. And through there, it was me, one of my co-hosts, Brimstone, and another co-host at the time where he's not with us anymore. But we all were like, hey, we have broadcasting backgrounds because mm-hmm. I started my college's radio station then. Oh, and nice. I founded it with a couple other people. And it's still going strong now, which is awesome to hear. Nice. But we were like, all right, let's just see what happens. Let's just create a show because podcasting now versus podcasting six, seven years ago was very different. We were like one of the first ones really starting out before there were 5 billion places to upload your podcast to. Mm -hmm. And we were like, let's just see what happens. One microphone, no soundproofing, nothing. And it was just an hour show. And fast forward, we have celeb guests that come on. We have our own studio, our own office. We have our own microphones. We got, we get to travel. We've been, we signed up San Diego Comic-Con a couple of years ago. Great Philadelphia. We've had opportunities to have our own voiceover work, get commercials, do our own personal work. So it's really funny all these years to see how that progressed. And I will, and I'll say it has to be an accumulation, accumulation of a couple of things. I was always interested, probably driving and listening to the radio, having, being surrounded more during the internship with Brim and, and doing all of that. And here we are now. And it's just been such a a fun, fun adventure that I don't know where it's going to go in the future, but I know that we've just had such a fun journey so far that I I can only imagine that it's just going to get crazier as time goes on. But yeah, no, that's, that's kind of like in a nutshell, how that basically started. Yeah. Oh man. Like that's, there's so much on back there. (laughs) It really, really, you know what it really is because like when I said before, I look back and I think, six, seven years compared to now, like everyone in the world has almost a podcast now. And I think that's awesome. Yes, me too. Yeah. It's great because when I, when I first started, I was like, okay, I know even till today, I know radio is super cutthroat. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to really get the opportunity to be the host or speak and have that platform like Z100 and all those people I loved. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, podcasting's here. People want to start it with me. Let's just see where it happens, whether it continues or it's just another place for me to use on my resume. And then it was super difficult to get into iHeart. And there was only like four platforms to go on. And that's where everyone listened to. Now there's like, yeah, there was like iHeart. There was Apple, right? There was Apple, yeah. there was iHeart, Spotify was starting yeah. and our show was one of the, the Grindhouse Radio was one of the first that Google pod, pod, podcast based off other podcasts on. So Ooh. they scanned and did everything and they said that ours was segmented how it should be segmented or nice. what they see is the most listen listenability, I guess yeah. you could say, but that was then too. Now yeah. it's it depends on your podcast. Mm-hmm. You could have a half hour podcast versus another half hour podcast and yours gets listened more towards than someone else. So it just yeah. depends on the content you and just what you want to do with it. But yeah, it's just a fun journey. Yeah, you know, it really is. Yeah. So what was the first podcast that you listened to that really got, you know, got your attention? Because I know, you know, like with radio, you had 
um, Z100, and I'm sure you had WPLJ as well, 95.5, yep. and 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 I remember one one hundred two point seven back in the day. That was when that was just awesome. Like that was one yeah. of my favorite things to listen to when I was <laughs> when I was at the office over in New York City. But yeah, like it was. There's so much there. Obviously, K Rock during the yeah. You know, uh, during the heyday with Stern during that time, like there was so much, so much great stuff to listen to. And so I can definitely understand why like ev- anyone would look at, would listen to radio and just kind of thing like, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to get involved in. Not just so much the notoriety or anything, but just the fun of doing it and just being around people that make you feel good about what you're getting, what you're getting out there. And it sounds like what you have right now is a fabulous crew here. I've just, I've just been gotten acquainted with Brimstone and I'm just like, as soon as he said, take a look, I'm I'm interested in your show. Take a look at, at, at my bio. I took a look at his bio and after five, seven, eight minutes of reading the whole thing, because he's got a lot, he's got a lot (laughs) going on. Oh my God. I looked at it. I was just like, yes, I want, yes, I want you on. (laughs) It's, it's a good crew between Brim and, and Tom Greer. We're just such a, it just works. And it's, it's different when it's you and, and someone else, like you have to hope that someone's actually reciprocal. And if you're interviewing, like, for instance, like you and me, right? Like you would hope that, all right, let's, let's hope Kim is really good and and informative. And and but I knew, you know, like that's, I knew, knew. you know, you, I knew this was going to be not only a slam dunk, but a whole lot of fun. So, you know, I knew fun here. Exactly. I knew just like having you on here was going to be just like, just not even like kick back and enjoy the party. It's just like this, Let's let's have let's really like let loose here. Let's have some fun and see yeah. and see where this goes. So saying and that and that and that's the the vibe you give. Like when we first started, it just worked. It yeah. worked and it clicked. And we were like, we're super fortunate, and that's where we've become. And and that's why now I could do my second podcast as well, the Magic yeah. Kim Tom, the Disney one. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a very different feel too from the other podcasts. It's more laid back. It's more Disney. It's more mm-hmm. just crazy fun too so but yeah that's that's what it should be it should be something fun it shouldn't be something where you you dread all the time right and as as a host you want to be entertaining and and fun and you want to be impactful and just give great advice to people because you're the people they're listening to so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. so so i'm sort of so to reiterate my question before the obviously like everything on the radio got your attention to want to get in front of a microphone, but what was the first podcast that you listened to when it was, when it just suddenly became aware to you that there is this brand new medium and it's awesome. What was it for you? I, I really don't remember my first podcast, what I listened to, but I do remember listening to different variations of different podcasts back then. Like first when Mm -hmm. Joe Rogan, came out he was like one of the first podcasts I really listened to because he was also kind of celebrity based like we do and I wanted to see how he interviewed people then I would listen to like Kristen Bell's podcast Amy and Anna Ferris podcast I would listen to some audiobook podcasts some comedy some just all different variations of different podcasts because there's so many out there I don't remember the first one but it it just it definitely interested me in the different styles and genres that people were so creative with. Like it, it mm-hmm. opened up another outlet for people to be like, huh, I could do this. Like yeah. I have a laptop. 
I have a microphone. I have interfaces. Interfaces. Let's let's just see what happens. And I I just listened to so many great podcasts out there. I haven't in a while, mm-hmm. but no, I don't remember my first one. But there, those were a couple ones that I really first started out with. Nice, nice. I, yeah. I definitely know how, how that is because I'm having just dealing with getting just getting involved in that medium and everything, getting myself like acquainted with it. I think the first one that I remember hearing was Smodcast, Kevin Smith's show. <gasps> Kevin, and, yeah. And really getting into that and just loving the the whole freeform setup that he has. He's got a platform. He's got and he definitely has things to say. And I think that's I think what he's got to say is is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So getting then hearing guys like the Now Playing podcast, which was my introduction to movie review podcasts and okay. falling in love with those guys because and I still listen to them today, almost 10 years later. But like it's it's really it really is a lot of fun just kind of hearing someone just kind of grab their niche and run with it. And just like you said, like if you have a laptop, you have a microphone, you have your interface, you have uh, a place where you can record and a big thing, you have something to say. You have yeah. a reason to be there on like on the air and whether it's to and just make people laugh or what I like to do is, is introduce a lot of people that I know and admire and allow them a platform to share their journey. So things like that, I feel, I feel it's, it, it's become like a wonderful thing. Like I absolutely love podcasts and just like you, I think it's fantastic that there are so many people that want to get involved in this and People have, been, people have said to me, I think I want to, I'm thinking about starting one. I'm just like, do it. Just go yeah. ahead and do it. Because you never know. You're going to wind up, you could very well wind up absolutely loving this, but you'll never know unless you get in front of that microphone and see how you do. Um, yeah. And and it's one of those things where people are like, oh, just podcasting in front of the microphone. But people don't realize how many doors it could open. Mm-hmm. One, someone could be starting a podcast just to get the marbles, like I like to say, out of out of our mouth because you're so nervous to even mm-hmm. speak. Yeah. That could help you on so many different levels of something or your interviewing skills or a podcast could help you start running a business you never even thought of or yeah. helping out consulting people that you never even thought of. So that's that's the beauty of it, because I've seen so many people like in my situation where they really wanted to go into radio or, or voiceover work. And they were like, well, I think podcasting on my own is the, the way to go because mm-hmm. a lot of people are doing it. It's a little bit easy and accessible to put it out there. Mm-hmm. I'm on social media. I could connect with people. And that's what people are saying. So it's just created such a wide range of opportunities for so many people including people doing voiceover work. Mm -hmm. So that's, I just think it's such a great platform and, and I love it. Oh, me too. Me too. So take us back to that, that moment when you, you made the decision, you were going to start your own podcast. You got everything going. You have, you had your, your crew sit down at the table. I take it. You guys had, each of you had your own microphone in front of you, correct? You didn't Uh, just have like, when we first started out, we only had one microphone and we used, uh, it was like a Yeti omnidirectional. Oh, so, nice. Okay. Yeah. We, we had like, it was very, it was a little tinny because yeah. we were just in a, such an echoey room. And then, and then we graduated to Tom where he used to go to the Connecticut school of broadcasting. Oh, so nice. for a while, that's where we were. We would book times and go and record in there because they had 
access once you're a, a student there technically you mm -hmm. could kind of have lifetime access and we would do that we, were, we would book it out for you know late nights on mondays no one really wanted late nights to record and we did that and, and it worked out for us and then we had our own microphones then nice. it graduated to us having sponsors and advertisers and then we were able to have our own office and uh, studio space Wow. Okay. So, yeah. all right. So before we, before we <laughs> jump that far ahead here, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Cause like there's so I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of people here that are just kind of getting their feet wet in this, in mm -hmm. the podcast world and are really interested to hear success stories such as yourself. So not to go like a step-by-step step through everything, because obviously you did the work, you grind, you grinded it out and you were able to get everything that you needed for this. But talk, tell us a little bit about that first episode. What was the feeling like when you hit record for the first time? I, I was like, all right, this is going to be fun. Like, why not? Because like I said, back in the, back when I was in college, I had my own uh, show there in the morning. I founded it a couple years ago with other people who are really awesome that I speak to today, some in radio actually, and some not. And when I first started, I was like, okay, what? You never know where this opportunity goes because Brim new people. I was learning the process and had certain skills. Our other co-hosts at the time had other skills. So all of us molded well. Mm -hmm. So the first one, it was interesting because we were all sitting at the table. I, I remember it vividly. This was, we were sitting at the table. We were in Brim's old, his, his other company that he has, his, his old place that he, he had it at. And we were just sitting down at after hours and we were like, all right, one hour, pop culture talk. I was like, I'll, I'll bring content. I'll bring the topics. I'll make sure I have that. Brim was like, I'm just going to speak. <laughs> and then we had our other co-hosts at the time before Tom came into the picture. He was basically doing the, the sound and the, the recording of it. Nice. And I remember being like, this is something because yeah. we all in the office just had a really great time talking to each other. So mm -hmm. it only seemed fit that when we started recording that we would be fine. We would be okay with it. And we were fine. Of course, yeah. first episode, you're kind of like, Oh my God, what do I do? Like, wh what's, what's the direction? Do we have cuts? Do we have breaks? Like, what do we do? Mm -hmm. Of course we had those a little bit. I'm not going to say it was like completely polished and perfect, right. but I remember the feeling of we got something like, yeah. this is fun. This is different. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a good time. And here we are now, many years later. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's nothing like that first time when you actually sit down, you start talking yeah. with someone and it's just like, this is really happening. Now, you mentioned before that now you've gotten celebrity guests coming on. Mm -hmm. What was it like? What was that experience getting your first one there? It was cool. I remember we were in, like I said before, the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember if it was we had someone else before that on. But our first call in studio guest was Kim Lehman's. And she was on, what do you call? I forget the uh, America's Next Top Model. Oh, nice. And then also she was in The Walking Dead for, I think, like three episodes or so. Nice. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Mm -hmm. I'm like, we could actually call in people now and like talk to them and like learn about their experience. Mm -hmm. And we were, we were like, all right, guys, if we're going to do this, we have to make sure we ask questions that aren't the norm to other questions. Yeah. I don't want to ask. So how did... How did you start modeling? Like you right. started modeling, you went to a casting place. How like 
people yeah. know. Oh yeah. But so you, you tweak it a bit, kind of mm-hmm. asking the same question. And it, it was just such a fun time having her on. And it's fun to see the progression of all the, the guests that we are fortunate to have on. Some mm-hmm. could speak, some can't, but it's it's all <laughs> a part of the fun. Yep. And yeah, no, it was a good time. I remember being like, wow, okay, we have a celeb guest on. That's cool. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, did that yeah. did that that make a jump in your listenership as a result of that? Or is this something that was just like a kind of a gradual thing that happened on its own? I think it was definitely a gradual thing. I think mm-hmm. having her on definitely helped way before that. I mean, Brim, Brim had some, even then some, some slub status. So he knew some of his friends, like Kim was his friend. So it was a little bit easier to, to get her on. Mm-hmm. And some of the, the first initial people that we had on, like some of the power Rangers and whatnot, which oh, nice. later on I would go and be friends with these people now and sign at conventions with, which is great. But he, so that kind of helped and kickstarted that he had that ability. Not mm-hmm. saying maybe when we first started, let's say we didn't have that, we wouldn't be able to reach out to people, but that mm-hmm. definitely did help. Yeah. But I do, I will say over time, it gradually, it gradually helped a combination of people loved the guests who we had on. And then because they were interested in the guests, they really liked how us individual as personalities, either me Brim or Tom were. So right. it kind of melded and then it t- turned into people liked our personalities and listened to that. And then a bonus is the celeb. Yeah. So it's definitely both. People come to just listen to maybe the celebrity, maybe they don't listen to the full show, but then mm-hmm. you have a mixture of people who listen to the whole show and then the celeb. So it's like anything else. You never know what people are going to listen to, but definitely gradually over time, I would say listeners group because we were starting to get bigger. Yeah. Yeah. So the so the show itself, is it has it stayed an hour? Have you been able to like expand on that? Because it sounds like there is a whole lot that you got going on between between reading off the different topics, plus having the guest on. There's a lot that goes that that goes into that. So have you thought about like just seeing about expanding the time? Because I mean that is a beautiful thing about podcasting. You can you do have that option to stretch things out and see how far they go and just kind of like let the let the episodes take you where you want to go. Is that, uh, is that one of the things that you were cognizant of, or was it something that you wanted to just stay rigid with? So our show now is two hours. Mm-hmm. So when we first started out, it was one hour yeah. and just, I don't know for us, if it worked out that two hours was the key for us or mm-hmm. whatnot, because nowadays there really is no, no power time that people listen to people listen to half hour podcasts, 45 minute, an Mm -hmm. hour, two hours. There are even podcasts that are huge that are two hours plus. And so I like to say now, it really just depends on what you want and you have to figure out your listenership and what they like. If they could only listen to an hour, boom, you're an hour. They only like to listen to you for a half hour, boom, you're a half hour or more. You never know. So when we were creating that, we were like, well, we have a lot of topics to talk about. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the celeb guests at one point we had like, two celeb guests in one interview wow. in one, in one episode, we were like, we can't do this anymore. We have to have a show. <laughs> and then we have to have like, we're going to run out of people at some point. Yeah. So as time went on, we have different segments in between. We have different breaks in between. We had advertisers going two hours straight is doable, but we figured let's, let's break it up a bit for our, our sake and the listener's sake. Mm-hmm. And it seems to work. Cause like I said earlier with, with Google, when they scanned everything and they figured out the segments, 
it worked out for us that way. But it was mainly because we had advertisers and we needed to break it up for us and our many segments in between. Mm-hmm. And like I said, that's just what over time it just worked out for us. Could we yeah. have stayed an hour? It's definitely possible. But I think with the amount of information that we have and our guests and everything in between, it just works out that way. The same thing for the Magic Kim Tom. We were originally an hour show. We could still probably be an hour show, but now we toned it back to 30 minutes to 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And that works out a little bit better for our listeners because we wanted to compact as much information mixed with fun. So it just depends over time with your podcast or anything. You just see what works for you. Cause in the end, like you have your, if you're on a time crunch, then you're on a time crunch. If you Mm -hmm. can only do one hour that day, Fine. If you can only do a half hour, that's fine too. I like to tell people, but going back to it. Yes. Over time, it was an hour and then it moved up because of everything in between. Yeah. Yeah. That that worked. Yeah. That's definitely understandable. I remember when Mm -hmm. uh, I had Vince DiCola on, on my show Mm -hmm. the first time around, because I I had him on twice and Mm -hmm. he was, he is the music composer of Rocky four and also Transformers the movie. And he's done yep. like a whole lot before and after. And so I was able to talk with his with his manager. And he said that, you know, he basically just has like about an hour to work with. Is that does that work for you? And I said that would be fine. So knowing that we had that period of time, we still we wound up getting to a point like almost the hour was up and we were still talking about Rocky four. We hadn't gotten the Transformers, the movie yet. And so it was just like, okay, maybe we definitely got to have a part two of this in the future because you Mm -hmm. have to come back because we could not just say, yeah. And he also did the score for Transformers, the movie. And and then see ya. (laughs) You just don't want to do that. So, but it wound up actually helping form the retrospective celebration that I was, that I did back in August celebrating 35 years of Transformers, the movie. And that got even more people involved in it. That got voice actors involved in the writers. And uh, I still can't believe that that happened. I still cannot believe I'm already like yes, almost two George. months, two months removed from that. It was one of the most amazing experiences I ever have gone through. And that took a year of planning. So wow. yeah, yeah. You know, some people think, may think I talk about it too much. I don't care. That was a huge no. That was a milestone for me and getting to talk with five different voice actors at the same time on episode 100, right after the weekend of my birthday, like, I mean, cannot get any better than that. Like that's, yeah, you know, and what it's, it's, it's your podcast, whoever Mm -hmm. you have on, if you're excited about it, yeah, there's no one who should be like, no, don't be excited. You're excited. Yeah. So this is this is your baby. You be excited, George. Damn right. And you talk about it as much as you want. <laughs> Damn straight. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's yeah. So so with that, with that, like you're able to make some headway and everything with your show. Mm-hmm. When did sponsors come around or like were we, did you reach out to them? It's so far back. I completely forget. But I remember I'm going to say this was like we were either a year in maybe about a year in a year or two, one of those. Mm -hmm. And we had some sponsors where they were testing out where like they gave us some products and we were like, cool, we'll talk about it. No problem. Just Mm -hmm. because we wanted, we one, it's cool to have free products, but two, why not? It's going to help out both. So I'm going to say around maybe after year one, two-ish, really Mm -hmm. three, we started getting a lot more sponsors because people were listening to us, a combination Mm -hmm. of, People were finding us on the internet and then us reaching out. Yeah. So, uh, when, so we wanted to be a little proactive on, on that end too. 
Nice. And yeah. we're considering the, the topic, like it's a pop culture kind kind of show. What kind mm-hmm. of sponsors were you able to get with this? Because I know like with with writer with a writer, a writing podcast, mm-hmm. it's very easy to reach out to someone like Scrivener mm-hmm. and try to try to get them to be a sponsor. But when it comes to like pop culture, what kind of people are you reaching out to for that? Well, it's it's funny because I don't think we really had pop culture. I'm going to say sponsors. I don't think we still really do. Like right now we have like one of our, our good friends, it's Mane and Tail. They mm-hmm. are a, a shampoo and conditioner company, which are huge in both the equestrian horse <laughs> racing side, but they also have a huge line in product for, for humans. Whoa. And so they're, they're big, they're not pop poultry, but they're just a really good group of people. Cause I think one, either they reached out to us or maybe Brim or something. I don't remember that. Cause that was a while ago, Yeah. but then we've had different ones where we've had like a box, a uh, box pop culture subscription, which the name is completely escaping me. So we had oh, one like, of those um, before kind of thing, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like one of those, it wasn't that, but it was something like that. And then as time went on, we had Kikomon, but we've, like I said, we've had mean and tail. We've had some healthy, healthy ones that popped mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Uh, we're in the process of different ones that can't say yet, but those are mm-hmm. probably more pop culture Yeah. And then there are the occasional ones where they're kind of just one-off ones, but you still work with them. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily monetarily gained. They're more of a, here's a product and you kind of just post about it. So like, I know Tom, Tom on the show, he mm-hmm. has one for Roosevelt's and it's really cool shirts, like really, nice. really cool shirts. Yeah. And then there's one where I've, I've gotten chips before and snacks and, and cookie dough and certain mm-hmm. clothes. I've gotten Italian shoes that are like worth $200. Whoa. Okay. So yeah, I know I'm walking around <laughs> with them all fancy. I want to get them dirty, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, they're, they're fun. They're good. I, I, I mean, I'm, we're always so grateful for whoever wants to work with us because we, we actually make our commercials and ads for them in-house. So oh, nice. like we'll record fun voiceover commercials for them. Mm-hmm. And they either approve and then that's ours. And mm-hmm. we just get to, and then there are people who are like, oh, I heard that before on Spotify. That's you guys. And we're like, yes, it is. Nice. So it's fun. I always, I always love working with sponsors or just collaborating with people. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's a good time, but yeah. So it's a combination of those two. So with that, like you're getting the, you're getting these shows going, like the, the, the production values are going up. Sponsors are coming in. The listenership is going up. And then all of a sudden awards are, mm-hmm. are, are coming up. What was it like for that first one? And what was it that, that got, that got you your first one? I think I'm, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, because mm-hmm. we've won, we've won a couple this year of ABA gold awards, mm-hmm. uh, communitas awards for 2021, but our first, I'm going to say besides some awards from like local politicians or anything like that was, mm-hmm. I think the best, the best of Long Island awards, all of those awards mm-hmm. for best radio station. So, because at that time we were like, all right, we're, they didn't have any podcast category. And mm-hmm. we were the only radio station essentially in a sea of legitimate radio stations, like yeah. 102 point blah, or all of those all on the island over here. And we beat them out wow. and all love to them. I'm not saying anything, but we beat well, them yeah. out. And we were like, wow, okay. Nice. 
like people are taking the time because it's a long process to vote for that one. And people were taking the time to vote for us. So I think that was the first award where we were like, wow, okay. And then as time went on, we got different awards for digital communities. Like I said before, Communitas, ABA Digital Awards. I've got one where it was a a 30 under 30 award, which was really, really honorable and inspiring. So yeah, it's, it's, it's always humbling and nice to 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 get that. But you yeah. have people and they apply and they say, hey, you you won for this. And we're like, what? Nice. And it's just it's it's we don't have to do that, but mm-hmm. it is nice to do that because then you see. Kind of you're doing, like, yeah, yeah, it's validating. You're doing something right. Yeah. And people and it obviously is is marinating with people because they mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, that was I, our first award. I think the best of best of Long Island awards. And they and those kinds of awards, they do they do make a difference when it comes to the casual listener, because yeah. they'll they'll see they'll see one podcast in this hand, one podcast in this hand, and they'll see the awards that this one has brought. And mm-hmm. that's going to grab their attention. They're going to think like, oh, let's let's see what what that's all about. Let's see if it yeah. deserves that. And so they may come in with some skepticism. But at the same time, those awards are there for a reason. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's, it's so awesome the way that you were able to do that. So I am, I'm just thrilled with that. So, (laughs) so you were saying before that you were on the radio, in addition to being a, being a podcast, how were you able to get on terrestrial radio with this? You know, like, was that, was that a case of just the connections that you were able to uh, work those in? So when we, well, back in the day, when, when I was on radio, that was for doing the college radio. Yeah, so okay. we had we had that. And that was also basically Internet based radio mm-hmm. wasn't even podcasting it was Internet based. So like blog talk radio kind of thing, right? Like K- kind of. Kind of yeah. Yeah. Where if you turned it locally, if you turned it on the radio station, we would be there. That's yeah. what it was, too. And then originally, I, th- I think we have one or two where we are terrestrial. I have to check. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we were terrestrial, but they they were also other college radio stations as well. So for the most part, the whole time we have been doing this was basically internet, you know, podcasting radio. A little bit here and there, we've had other radio stations pick us up and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, that's that's kind of the the radio that I'm talking about. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it. So, so I got, so I definitely need to, need to ask then with everything that you've gone through, would you, first of all, would you consider, since you have the two shows, you have Grindhouse and you mm-hmm. have Magic Kim Tom, would you consider say like Grindhouse Radio to be like your network or like, is it just two separate shows? Yeah. So the Grindhouse Radio, you know, we have the Grindhouse Radio LLC. So mm-hmm. we have that as our network. And then nice. everything under that. So we have the Grindhouse show. Brim mm-hmm. has his own show. I, like I said, I have the, the Magic Kim Tom under that too. So therefore, it's it's basically our little network too. Originally, yeah. in the past, we were like, okay, well, why don't we have a network where we mm-hmm. have auditions and interview people to be under our network? And nice. then eventually have them as we get sponsors and they specifically want that person's show. Then mm-hmm. we figure out percentages and cuts of all that. So that's yeah. originally what we were thinking of. But essentially, yeah, the Grindhouse Radio is basically the network. And then we have the Grindhouse Radio show. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. So are, the, are so there still plans to audition to audition for other shows to join the network? Or is that something that is just kind of you're just kind of focusing on your own internal stuff for now? 
I think maybe we'll kind of revisit that again, but I think for right now, we're kind of more focused on just keeping, keeping what shows we have in network Mm -hmm. because for instance, like Tom is on a completely different show on a different network too. And so is Brim on a completely different network. So to run around and have time to try to do the network, I don't think we have time because between me and doing voiceover work or Tom Mm -hmm. and Brim, it's a lot. I'm not going to throw it out the table. If it ever does, we're definitely going to audition people. But I think for right now, we're just we're switching gears and and really focusing on building up more of the shows in-house. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that seems to be the, the best way to do it. I remember talking with a friend of mine about us starting a network and then it got to a point where mm-hmm. it was just like, let's table that for now because it feels like it feels like we're not really getting getting any headway with that. And it also feels like we're kind of putting the cart before the horse. Like we're, we're looking to talking about doing this network, but we haven't gotten the buildup and listenership yet that would demand that. So let's focus on making these shows, our own shows, like the best they possibly can. And then we'll get back to the whole network idea. Yeah. Like a bar stool, like a bar stool sport kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Like, absolutely. And uh, like, there is a, there's a Missouri podcast, like aggregate that's, that's set up around here. That Mm -hmm. is, I think it's just called like podcast MO that is, that focuses on like all the podcasts that are out there that are based out of Missouri. And Mm -hmm. so that would be, you know, that's actually like something that I've been looking at over and over again, just wondering if there's an opportunity to do something there, who knows? But like I said, like the main thing to focus on is getting this show the best it can possibly be. So no, like getting to talk with you and everything kind of, it almost feels like a brainstorming session is like, cause mm-hmm. everything you're talking about, is just like, okay, so do that. Don't do that. Okay. Do that. Okay. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is great. And I, and none of this would be possible, would not have you on here. And I also believe that my own my own interviewing skills would not be where they are. Definitely my speaking skills. If I did not take the plunge and join clubhouse. Now, how did you get in clubhouse? And I know it's been amazing for you, but like, what was talk about your experience getting involved in that? I, I really enjoy clubhouse so much. One so fun to have our little voiceover community within clubhouse sometimes the the car drive recordings of 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 going on mic or anything like mm-hmm. that or the voiceover <laughs> the voiceover late nights or the competitions or anything like that which yeah. you were in which is awesome i still i i'm still you know thrilled that i was able to get as far as i did so that was it was a lot of fun it was you a were lot great of fun george oh, you were you. you were awesome in that and thank and you so much i i i there are a lot of people I know. I know Brim is very different on that. He doesn't care for Clubhouse as much. He does it once in a while, uh, not mm-hmm. to blow shade to, to Brim. No shade. Oh, no. I just know he doesn't. I I really do enjoy Clubhouse. I haven't been on it as much as I was maybe months ago. Yeah, uh, same here. Just because it was, I think really at that time I I just switched to iPhone. And, mm-hmm. and at the time now, now clubhouse is iPhone, Android, any phone under the sun, you could sign up, but yeah. I had just switched to iPhone and then somehow through the grapevine, I, I downloaded it. I will give major shout outs to my friend, Erica Schroeder, because mm-hmm. I was interviewing her on one of the shows on Grindhouse and she was like, oh, you guys have to download clubhouse. And I literally that in that moment that day, I was like, all right, let me check it out. And then I downloaded it and I said, yep. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, 
I love it for the fact that there is a community of people voiceover wise, depending on what you follow and who you follow and what clubs really just depends on what pops up and the people that pop up just like any other social media. Mm -hmm. So I love the voiceover community, the podcast community there. I, I, I just have such a good time with what has, has been on there and the, the Mm -hmm. people that I've gotten to meet other mm-hmm. major voiceover people who are now friends of mine that I didn't mm-hmm. even know about now we're connected and doing projects together. There are other people who I'm now friends with like you, George, like yes. who would have thought Yeah, and who would have thought with just this app, you would connect with other people like that. Yeah. And I mean, there's multiple apps out there. People connect all the time, but I mean, specifically but like this is, this is hearing, this, this is, this is audio. It's, this is it's audio. A, yeah. Yeah. This is what we're interested in. Mm-hmm. Club hat, like, like voiceover work and, and you're learning from so many people yeah. and there, yeah, like I said, there are people who like it and, and you also have to watch out because they're the people who try to give information and they have no credibility at all. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'm the biggest social media person. And then you look at their Instagram and they have like a hundred followers and you're like, well, that doesn't help what, with what you're saying, does it now? Yeah. So yeah, there, there's certain clubs where like you have to watch out and say, mm-hmm. all right, are you credible or not? Or really listen and actually talk to them and see if they're true. Just yeah. like anything else, the, the people really truly do come out in that moment. But pushing that aside, the connections that I've got to to meet and now have opportunities and just all of that fun stuff. I just think it's just such a great, fun medium personally. Yeah. Like now, like this wouldn't have happened. Right. This interview wouldn't happen if we mm-hmm. didn't meet on Clubhouse, right? Yeah. So that's the beauty of you never know. You just never know. You never know. And, and I'm glad that that's a thing now. And I'm glad I switched to iPhone (laughs) and I was able to do that. And I listened to Erica Schroeder Mm -hmm. and I downloaded it, but it's, it's been a fun time. That's literally all I can say with that. I need to be back on it more, but it's opened up a lot more doors than I already had. And, and I'm excited about that. Yeah. And I definitely have to say that my experiences on clubhouse wouldn't be half of what they were if you hadn't been so inviting and so welcoming um, and so supportive with that, with that voiceover community. Cause as soon as I started just kind of, I still remember one time when I clicked on the, the microphone to jump on stage and then I got an invite from you and then I got an invite from Ellie and then Allie and then just like, and Chris, it was just like <laughs> one after another. It was just like, Oh my God, I found my, I found my tribe. I found my people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, it was such a, it was such, such a joy. And then <laughs> to be able to like sit around, sit there and listen to everyone. And then the moment that I had to speak, I was called into the dentist's office. I was like, ah! <laughs> I just, yeah, <laughs> I remember, I remember also you were known for, I think it was you and one of our other voiceover friends on there. His name is Nick and he's from Australia yeah. and you and him are like known for the driving and having that. Yeah. Yeah. And having like the sound (laughs) and we're like, Oh, George, are you driving again? And you're like, yes, I am. Hands free. I'm comfortable and safe, but yes, I am. (laughs) I I remember that's yeah. That's really like the best time that I can do it. If I am, Mm -hmm. uh, if I'm driving either to or from work, that's, Mm -hmm. that's really the best time that I, that I know that I can really kind of focus on it. And also yeah. focus on the road. I, I do not <laughs> let myself get distracted, but I just have so much fun being a being a part of that community. So and just being a part of like voiceover podcasting and everything. It just it's that in itself is validating because it feels like 
whatever I'm doing, I just have to keep doing it and then something will hit. Yeah. It just feels like there's progress being made. And so, so I got to ask when, if, if uh, you experience, you hear from someone who is looking to get into voiceover, looking to get on, onto a podcast, mm-hmm. what is the first thing that you recommend they do? The first thing. So I'll do quickly two parts of that. Okay. If they're looking for a podcast, right? Yeah. Figure out what kind of show you want to do. Yeah. Is it, is it a crime show? Is it a sports show? Is it a pop culture show, a cooking show, whatever show you want it to be just a speaking around the whatever kind of show you just want to talk about anything that day, mm-hmm. just figure out what your topic is. Yeah. And then from there, figure out, do you want it to be by yourself? And mm-hmm. do you want a co-host? Or do you want to interview someone? What, what kind of process of your show do you want it to be? Mm-hmm. And then from figure out if you have a laptop, a microphone, what you want to invest and not invest. There are great microphones that are cheap and then just great to start out with. And then there are heavy, heavy duty microphones that if you're already audio technically inclined, go at it and have fun, but it doesn't really, it doesn't have to be crazy in the beginning for you to start podcasting. You just Mm -hmm. have to get started and you have to figure out what your show's about. Are you, who are you recording with? Are you, like I said, are you going to have a guest? What, what is, where are you going to record? That's pretty much all you have to figure out with recording. And yeah. also obviously the fun interfaces and who's going to edit and whatnot. Are you going to go to a studio and, and have it recorded and edit it? Just, it, it depends. But in this case, let's say you want to start it yourself and you have a laptop, you have a camera, microphone, an audio interface or anything like that. Just figure that out and then mm-hmm. just go and record and have fun because as time goes on, you're really going to figure out what kind of show you want. Your first show is not going to be the best show in the world. Your mm-hmm. first 10 shows are probably not going to be the best, but at least you're getting used to speaking in front of a microphone because it's so foreign. Yeah. It's really nerve wracking to people. There could be some, I know people who speak in public speaking and mm-hmm. once they hit a microphone, they were like freezing. And I was like, what is going on? Like you Mm. speak, like you do this. So you just have to pretty much get used to that whole notion. But I think when you're starting out podcasting, the biggest thing is figure out who you're going to do with, what the Mm show is about, how many times a day you, uh, a week you want to do this, or is it a series kind of podcast? Is it a seasonal podcast and how long? And then from there, you will figure it out too, because why there are so many articles on social media now, how to figure out how to do that stuff. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Or you could like message a me or a George or something. You never yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. But we're that's what here. I like. We're always here. And that's, yeah. that's what I like to start people out with podcasting. Yeah. The voiceover work. I always say you do training. If yeah. you're starting out from the beginning, you have to take classes and you have mm-hmm. to do the fun stuff in the training. And a lot of voiceover people will tell you that. And a lot of people don't like hearing that, but you mm-hmm. have to because yeah. voice overwork and voice acting is acting you no one is seeing your facial expression your voice has to imitate the animation or the commercial or something Mm -hmm. so the first step i like to tell people is look and try to ask someone who's doing it ask Mm -hmm. for a credible source to take all these lessons with and then really really dig into the craft Watch shows, watch animations, listen to inflections, listen to everything that you could do with voiceover work. But the first thing I like to tell people is take classes. And there's some people who are like, oh, you don't have to take classes. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just went into it and you're natural. But 
in the end, it's okay to still always learn. And maybe you have a natural gift. That's good too. Mm -hmm. But you still have to hone in on your craft and do everything. So I'm saying if you're first and you're new to voiceover, you may have jitters. So definitely try to take classes Mm -hmm. because that will that will help you get out of it. Because once you're in a booth, there's there's two different things with voiceover work. You could have your own booth and you're great and you're peachy keen and you're like, yeah, I could record everything. Well, let's say you get to the, the, the big leagues or let's say you you get a job could be big or small and they're like, OK, we need you to come to the studio and you have you, the engineer, mm-hmm. the director and the producer and some other person. Yep. Are you going to be able to perform like how you did in your house? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So that's why it's super important to take classes or talk to other people like on Clubhouse and get the marbles out or do something like that because it is acting. Yeah. And that's that's important to a lot of people. So that's what I say. If you're going to start voice acting, watch everything, have watch animations, listen to commercials, listen to other people doing what you want to do, mm-hmm. but have fun with it, whether you're doing a podcast or you're going into voiceover work. Yeah. It's going to be difficult for both of them. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be like, I'm here now. Yay. No, right. it's going to take time. Like I'm still I'm I'm where I am because it took years to get to this point. Yep. And I'm still learning. I'm still not like an Erica Schroeder. I'm still not like a Charles Martinet. I'm still not some of these people. Yeah. But I had the opportunities to speak to them because I've built up years of this. Mm-hmm. But who's to say in let's say you start you you start today and then a year from now you're in cast in something too or yeah. two or three things. From the point is just start, have fun with it learn research and actually do it so you got this guys i hope i I know that was a long long uh answer to both of them but i just really wanted to get that in because a lot of people don't realize that it's just it's voice acting you have to feel it you have to feel that it's not just saying oh here's the here's our new hyundai car no you have to be like and the new hyundai car starting in spring or something like that yeah you're it's performing Text. Performing. It's not just reading it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, oh. where can, uh, where can my listeners find you on social media? So, you can find me personally, Kim Adragna, on all social medias. That's, that's, uh, Facebook. I have a, a professional page, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all of that fun stuff. Also, uh, my website is being, uh, updated right now. So, it's probably not as, as fun and fancy, but kimadragna.com. And then also uh, the grindhouseradio.com. You could see all our social medias there, our latest episodes too, our bios, and then also the Magic Kim Tom is there as well. But mm-hmm. we're everywhere. Thank you so much, Kim. And I cannot agree with her more. Once you figure out, especially when it comes to podcasting, once you figure out what it is that you want to do, what kind of show you want to put up there, then by all means, go for it. This is an amazing, amazing medium. You get so much out of it and you can put so much into it as well. I strongly recommend anyone who has been thinking about putting together a podcast Take that plunge. This is the time to do it. You are going to step into a whole new amazing world. And I cannot wait to hear what you have in mind for your show. So for Kim Adragna, this is George Soroy saying to all of you, Ever Upward, and I will see you next week. 
Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com.